the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Well, welcome to this show, and happy holidays to all of my listeners throughout the world. I'll tell you what, you have once again helped us have such an incredibly successful year on this radio show. I tell everyone, the reason this show has been so successful is because of the faithful, loyal listeners across the world who really care about quality of life for people with disabilities. So I personally want to wish all of you a wonderful and a safe holiday this week. And thank you again so much for all of your support. And, you know, it is just so fitting and also such an honor to have with us as a guest today the director of the National Institute on Disability and Research, frequently referred to as NIDR, Stephen Tengus, because, you know, the first time I think I ever saw Steve was at an event that President Bush spoke at, and he was up on stage with the president. And it may have even been when, he, when President Bush was first talking about uh, the New Freedom Initiative years ago. Uh, and, you know, Steve is a great leader in this country for all Americans with disabilities. And, Steve, it's an honor to have you with us. Welcome to our show. Thank you, Joyce, and thank you for the opportunity to talk to your viewers about NIDER and the work that we're doing to improve the lives of people with disabilities. Oh, it is our honor, and it's very exciting to have you as a guest on the show, Steve. And, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but you are really a pioneer in the trenches for people with disabilities because I know you worked before at the California Foundation for Independent Living Centers. I know that's what you used to do. And, you know, I just have to ask you, did you ever dream, ever, that you would someday be reporting up to and working for the President of the United States as you do today? Oh, Joyce, I really never knew of what the possibility of the future may have held, but I'm so committed to disability policy and to improving uh, conditions for my peers with disabilities. It was just an honor to work um, for then uh, Governor George Bush in developing the New Freedom Initiative. And, of course, it was a highlight of my life and for my parents when he appointed me as director of NIDER back in 2001. Yeah, that is such a great, great accomplishment. And, uh, well, we are all proud of you, Steve, and we are all thrilled to have you as the executive director of NIDER. But... That just proves, once again, there is no limit to what people with disabilities can achieve. No limit. I mean, it's really believing in yourself and, you know, following the right path and having the right education. Uh, but you truly are, Steve, a great role model and example for so many children in this world. Um, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I think uh, a lot of individuals, um, such as myself, Joyce, 
that have had both uh, personal and physical challenges are able to achieve their dreams and their aspirations, but it really requires a good network of both the family and friends to help us achieve that, and I think it's a collective effort. I agree with you about that. And, Steve, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I first saw you at that event with Secretary Chow and President Bush not long after the unveiling of the New Freedom Initiative, which, by the way, was, I know, at the beginning of the President's uh, administration, right at the beginning. I'm wondering, though, what did that mean to you? What does this initiative mean to you? To me, the New Freedom Initiative and its unveiling only 13 days in the administration really encompasses the dreams of individuals not only to obtain a great education and access to employment opportunities, but gave me the inspiration to translate that into research for the country. Since I said on February 1st, of 2001, nearly five years ago, I was honored to be asked by the president to help him unveil the NFI to the federal agencies, members of Congress, and the media. It's a great framework for initiatives across agencies to develop not only new methods of approaching employment, but also to develop assistive technologies that help people with disabilities maintain independence. And one thing I might add is the president also had a New Freedom Commission on Mental Health, which is an outgrowth of the NFI. And it did much to focus attention on the gaps in mental health services I, as director of NIDER and the chair of the Interagency Committee on Disability Research, am committed to implementing the recommendations of that commission to help people with serious mental health disabilities. Uh, you know what? That is so fantastic because, uh, as many of my listeners know, but if you do not, People with psychiatric disabilities and uh, intellectual disabilities are often left at the very bottom of the employment rung. Already we have such a hard time gaining competitive employment for people with significant disabilities. But, you know, this is a group that has to be included in the whole disability arena. So that's, that's really great. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. That's really a good thing. Thank you. And we must not forget that uh, individuals with serious mental illness are both adolescents and the adult population, so neither is committed to the full lifespan issues of people with all types of disabilities. You know, that's really tremendous because a lot of times people do not realize, and I'm glad you brought that up, that you know, the disability, including psychiatric disabilities. Many children have these disabilities, whether the person is uh, has a bipolar or depression or whatever it may be, but they are dealing with these throughout their life. And 
I'm really glad to hear that NIDER is getting involved early on. Yes, we are committed also in concert with our sister agency, the Office of Special Ed Programs and the Rehab Services Administration. We are working in concert to coordinate our efforts so that we address individuals with disabilities of all ages from birth to uh, old age. Oh, that is excellent. That is excellent. I I know as a person with epilepsy, you know, it is a lifelong thing that many people deal with. You know, you start as a child, but you can, you're still dealing with this when you are, you know, elderly. So uh, we have to help people at all levels. But I'm really happy to hear that, especially hearing that NIDER is including and focusing on psychiatric disabilities. Well, for our listeners, hearing me talk about NIDER, you may not be familiar with this group. I thought, and I know we'll have to go to break pretty soon, but we'll come right back because this is such an important uh, topic. Steve, could you start telling our listeners, first of all, when was NIDER created and why? NIDER was created through the 1978 amendment to the Rehabilitation Act it established NIDER uh, at the U.S. Department of Education. Congress established the Institute in recognition of the opportunities for scientific and technological advancements and the need for a comprehensive approach to research and related activities to improve the lives of people with disabilities. These amendments charged NIDER with the responsibility to provide a program of research, training, and knowledge dissemination designed to maximize the inclusion and social integration, health and function, employment, and independent living of people of all ages with disabilities. Wow. And... Was there something that that happened that you know that caused all of this emphasis on forming NIDER, or was it just an evolution over time of people seeing this need? It was both the evolution, also the uh, development of then the VR program within the Office of Special Ed and Rehab Services that NIDER was a part of the Rehab Services Administration at the time, and Congress felt the need to elevate the research component for this agency. And so at the time, it was then called the National Institute for Handicap Research. But in 1978, Congress felt the change in society's aspect of disability and changed the name to the National Institute on Disability and Rehabilitation Research, which focuses on improving the functional, the health outcomes, and the independent living of people with disabilities. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about this as soon as we come back from break. If you just joined us, you are listening to the director of the National Institute on Disability and Research, Steve Tengus, reporting up through 
to the President of the United States, and and Steve is a great leader for us all. We'll be right back after we go to break. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back. We are talking to Steve Tengus, the director of the National Institute on Disability and Rehabilitation Research, referred to as NIDR. And we're so excited to have Steve as a guest on our show today. And I think we have a caller on the line. Judy? Hey, Judy, how are you? I'm very well, Joyce. How are you doing? Good. Thank you very much for calling in. 
Well, uh, I was very interested to hear about NIDRR and all of the uh, activities that they're involved with. Uh, hi, Steve. I want to thank you for all that you do and all oh, the help thank you, you so much. with disabilities. It's, it's so very important. Um, I was reading uh, your website and uh, your brochures, and it was talking about the fact that uh, your largest funding programs are rehabilitation research and training centers, and most of your grantees are universities or providers of rehabilitation. Yes. And um, I am the director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, very often people with epilepsy sort of fall through the disability crack uh, mm-hmm. and don't receive a lot of services uh, and uh, and very often uh, in cases... Uh, Sometimes with OVR, not to say anything about vocational rehab, uh, they because they can't see the person having the seizure, they don't pay a lot of attention to the stigma that may be attached to uh, what the person has been experienced, uh, the fear of having a seizure on a job, uh, the misunderstanding and the misperception uh, that people have about epilepsy. And I was wondering if there was anything uh, that... Uh, that we can do as an epilepsy organization to work with your organization to to help people with epilepsy, or if anything in particular is being done in that area. Okay, let me give you the short of it. Okay. Uh, NIDRR is an applied research agency. We do not provide any direct services to any of our constituents. Okay. However, we would welcome your association, any association, on the air that is interested in specific topics of disability, whether it be epilepsy, whether it be arthritis, whether it be muscular dystrophy. Uh, We are focusing our efforts on improving health and function, employment, and independent living. So if you're interested in our discretionary grant programs, Mm-hmm. Please see our website um, at the Department of Education, and it will give you a listing of our open and our planned competitions for fiscal year 06. Currently, if the Epilepsy uh, Association is interested in doing some field-initiated research on, say, employment outcomes or, or community-based Living, please apply to our open field-initiated research competition. The closing date for applications is February 6th, and that information is on our website. Okay. Oh, that's great. You know what? I didn't even know that, Steve. So so really, for anyone listening to the show, uh, because I think what Steve is saying is they're, they're looking for Judy Mm-hmm. innovative, new ways, anything that would help people with disabilities with quality of life, independence, employment, you know, any any programs or projects that would do that, they would be happy to hear about. And although they don't do it, they would supply the funding to the group that, you know, the, if they would win the uh, bid, that so to speak. So what I didn't know is where do you go again, Steve? We go to the website at uh, the Department of Education, Go to www.ed.gov, go to Offices, and then click on the Office 
of special education and rehabilitative services, when you get to that homepage, click on NIDER. And under NIDER, you will have uh, grant opportunities. Okay. And and one thing I must add is something that the Assistant Secretary and myself and the Department are very heavily invested in is looking at intervention-based research. How do we translate research into practice? So any any applicant would be encouraged to address interve- interventions that would improve the immediate impact on people with disabilities. Okay, and these can be community-based? Yes, they can. Okay, great. Field-initiated field initiated can be community-based, and also our disability research and rehabilitation project grant mechanism is also community-based. Okay, great. And, well, and Judy, I just want to say, um, you know, it is always those, it seems, that are doing the most that take time to do more. I really appreciate you calling in because I know what a absolutely tremendous your job you're doing here in the United States for people with epilepsy. So thank you for calling in. Well, thank you so much, Joyce, for all that you do, and thank you again, Steve, for uh, everything that you do. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay, thanks so much. Have Bye-bye. a wonderful holiday, Judy. Thank you. You too. Both and of see, you. See, if you're Bye-bye. listening to the show, this just shows you if you're out there, who, wherever, whoever you are, with an organization or a college or a university or uh, or, or in a group, you know, a nonprofit organization, whatever it is. But if you're working on something, you have a tremendous idea that is innovative and, and can be, as Steve said, translated and executed into results. You know, you need to get involved. You need to look into these things because, you know, NIDER can't do all of this if people themselves aren't also engaged. So I'm actually really glad that Judy called in so that we could talk about that. Um, and, and, Steve, that's very exciting for me to hear also all the things you're that you are trying to do. Right before Judy called in, we were talking about NIDER and, uh-huh. you know, why it was created and when right. it was created. Um, and when people ask you, when they just say to you, oh, Steve, how would you describe NIDER? What do you say to them? I say it's a big undertaking. NIDER uh, is probably the applied research agency in the government, and we are so broad-based and wanting to do improve our scientific rigor that um, we are doing a lot, and we are trying to address the needs of our constituency. So, you know, organizations such as the Epilepsy uh, Associations provide us with new thought and new direction in that particular uh, community. So it's very exciting to be able to uh, look at one issue and then be involved in many others as well. Yes, it is very exciting. And, Steve, what, what is the objective of NIDER when it comes to evaluating these long-term projects for research and training? 
You know, what is it that you're seeking? Okay, well, I'm seeking, Joyce, and this is all part of the president's management agenda, is that neither is managing for results. We want to focus on accountability and improving the quality of our research, which will lead to positive interventions to improve the lives of people with disabilities. All of our grant applications are reviewed by a panel of experts in research and advocacy. I must stress that since my tenure, I've maintained and continue to commit myself to the inclusion of people with disabilities in our strategic planning process and evaluating our applications. We use a very definitive set of criteria that enable our reviewers to look at each application. Our criteria focus on both scientific rigor and relevance to people with disabilities. You know what? I'm going to get a I'm going to get a T-shirt made for you, Steve. Is it's this is what it's going to say? No white papers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a circle with that line through it. No white papers, please. Yeah, I I really like what you're saying because you know what what Steve is talking about, and let's face it, it has happened to us in the disability community that you know if we go on forever writing white papers about what we can do when it comes to disability policy, what we can do when it comes to employment, what we can do to come to quality of life. I'm not meaning that, you know, this research is not helpful, but we need more than that. We need, we need this, as Steve said, we need accountability. We need to translate it into results. You know, we all know where the problems are, but what we need now are the solutions. And I'm really impressed to hear two things you said, Steve. One, is this accountability, you know, don't you, you know, this really taking this seriously of, okay, here's the idea, but here's how it's going to translate into results. And the other thing I'm impressed with is that you have included people with disabilities. Now, I, I must say, Joyce, it's not an easy process by any means, but we are trying, neither is trying to make the review process as transparent as possible so that we continue to foster an improvement in the field. Well, that is absolutely excellent, and you have been listening to our wonderful disability leader, Stephen Tengus, the director of NIDER, and we're going to be right back after this break. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com 
At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Make Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Happy holidays to all of my listeners, and welcome back. If you just joined us, I have the great honor today, during this wonderful holiday week, is having the Honorable Stephen Tengis, the Director of the National Institute on Disability and Rehabilitation Research, as our guest. And Steve, as the Director of NIDR, what legacy do you want to leave? Oh, Joyce, while there are many important issues, I really believe that our work on assistive technology and personal assistance services are the two themes I have identified as most critical. I also hope to begin new areas of research in the next three years on emergency preparedness and on pain and fatigue management for improving the employment outcomes of people with disabilities. Internally, I believe that I have improved the working of the federal bureaucracy in the area of coordination, cooperation, and outreach to consumers through my chairing of the Interagency Committee 
on disability research as highlighted in the President's New Freedom Initiative. So those are the main areas that I'm most proud of is improving upon our research, focusing on areas under focus in the past, and improving both the strategic planning process and coordination, say, between Department of Education, the VA, Labor, and HHS. That coordination really allows us to uh, address the issues in research in a more fiscally responsible manner. Well, that is, uh, tell you what, Steve, if you do all of that, and I believe you will, that is a great accomplishment. Because one of the things you talked about um, in your legacy at the beginning was you were talking about how you put a lot of emphasis on assistive technology, which being that my advocacy is employment and that I uh-huh. employ people with disabilities, uh-huh. just the other day I was at a company. And many corporations, it's amazing, they have no idea that uh, with assistive technology today, you know, the work that people can do, whether they have, whether they're blind or deaf or have speech difficulty, and they're always so amazed when I tell them, you know, about the different assistive technology that uh-huh. is available, but that assistive technology is what has enabled many people to work. Well, most of the assistive technology that you do see produced actually is neither funded, whether it be AbleLeak, whether it be uh, through our RERCs, whether it be through real mobility, uh, augmentative communication devices, most of that technology was produced through NIDER funding. And that is really exciting to be able to, you know, direct the agency and have a piece of equipment show up at my office that I can actually use to make me more productive on the job. So it's exciting. It is exciting. One of my employees who has a very significant disability and uh, uses a wheelchair and augmentative communication, Um, and he, he had such a difficult time gaining employment, and I met him, and I hired him and put him on site at Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield, and that was over two and a half years ago, and now he works for Highmark. But uh, I must, I must, I must say, Joyce, is that even today, uh, back when I was in California, we have heard about you know the high cost of employers paying for assistive technology. Well, the fact is, is this: it's less than four hundred dollars is actually needed for a reasonable accommodation for an employer to provide that person with the assistive technology that they need. So it really is not that expensive. And uh, ultimately, the employer and the organization win because this person is able to obtain that job. You're right, because without it, Jamie would not have been able to work. Here he is two and a half years later. He's been promoted. He's a computer programmer. But that augmentative communication for 
many people, I, I mean, that is their gateway to freedom. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. That is a myth that people think that all this assistive technology is so extremely expensive. Right. So I'm glad you brought that up about the average cost being around $400. See, what I tell employers, I go visit them and they'll say, look at my ramps, look at the TTY, look at the Braille, look, we have everything, and they do. They have everything except one thing, people with disabilities working there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to worry about the cost. Even with this assistive technology, it is not that expensive, and it is only an enhancement to the person's productivity. No doubt about that. And also you mentioned, Steve, about personal uh, attendance. Yes. I'm really happy to hear that you're working on that and, you know, involved with that because that is really a problem in this country. That is really a problem. You know, and and I obviously, we all wish we had that magic answer, but so many people cannot work sometimes because of not being able to have a personal attendance. So, Right. When you say you're working on that, are you talking about policy or what do you mean? No, I have funded, I believe it was in 2003, a research and rehabilitation training center on personal assistance services at the University of California, San Francisco. I felt the need that I needed to work not only from a personal perspective, but a professional perspective, is that people with disabilities have a tremendous barrier in their assistance with regard to personal assistance. And one of the things that I believe is we shouldn't just focus on personal assistance services, but we need to address the training, the career track for people that provide personal assistance so that both the person with the disability and the assistant win, and win being have the options for personal growth and professional growth. So that center is focusing on both the caregiving, health-related aspects, but also the training and benefit needs of people that provide personal assistance. Wow, that is great because, you know, the number one complaint that I hear, of course, is that, well, we can't get anyone to do this because, you know, you're paying them such a low wage, and Uh yet you need them, like my one close friend, Uh needs the personal attendant at all times Uh with her. Uh Um, And and I, I, you're right, that is such a a barrier, so... um, I'm really glad you're working on this at this at the uh, university. Yes, we're we're uh, that's one of our our centers that's really gonna, I believe, make a difference for the country. Okay, well, we already had someone uh, email and call in in the few minutes we've been talking here that wanted to know how could they find out more about that about that personal attendant. Okay. Project you're working on. All right. They can contact the website is the National Center on the Dissemination of Disability Research, and their web address 
is www.ncdr.org. And on that website, you'll find all of our research and training centers and our engineering research centers as well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad that you gave us that information. Um, Steve, do you feel your background working with an independent living center such as what you did in California helped prepare you for this job? It certainly solidified my understanding of the workings and importance of the grassroots movement. Being from California, where the independent living philosophy began in Berkeley, really made a difference as to my understanding of what my peers uh, go through as I do. And it also made my participation in the community a major goal in NIDA's new long-range plan. My experience with the Volk Rehab and independent living systems at the state level was really helpful in understanding and working with my counterpart federal agencies here in Washington, D.C. So I work very closely with the Rehab Services Administration and also the Office of Disability Employment Policy at the U.S. Department of Labor. So it really has informed me with the knowledge of the state systems and how I can translate some of the gaps and services aspects into my research. Well, that is good. Yeah, that definitely would give you the background you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have to ask you, Steve, at NIDER, you mentioned different areas, and one of them was employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what can you do at NIDER to help us with this terrible problem of unemployment for Americans with disabilities? And wait a I minute, think... hold, hold it, hold it. I know we have to go to break, so we'll come back with your answer. In one minute, you're listening to Steve Tengas, a great leader in this country for all Americans with disabilities. We're going to break. You're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display 
their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington. Each week, Connie and her guests will explain the healing system called Christian Science and share stories of how they have used the spiritual laws of God to bring healing to their lives. You can learn how to bring healing to your life, too. So tune in to Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America, America's Voice. My name is Maxine Thompson, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back, and we've been talking to Steve Tengus, the director of the National Institute on Disability and Rehabilitation Research, known as NIDR. And I had just asked Steve what NIDR can do or how NIDR can help with this terrible problem of unemployment for Americans with disabilities right before break. And, Steve, what, what do you think about that? I think, uh, Joyce, what NIDR's responsibility is to improve the public's understanding of the complex system surrounding employment for people with disabilities. One, about one-fifth of our portfolio is actually devoted to employment research. We are currently, and this will be interesting for your listeners, we are currently redirecting our portfolio to increase the emphasis on the demand side of the equation. That means what factors affect the availability of jobs for and the decisions to hire people with disabilities. The demand side essentially means the employer aspects. We are going to try a focus on specific industries to ensure adequate preparation for employment and the availability of appropriate accommodations for people with all types of disabilities. So we're taking a very unique approach and first looking at what what do what are employers looking for what are some of the barriers that they are facing as employers 
in hiring people with disabilities. And then we will focus after that on the supply side or the person-centered aspects of employment because we believe that we need to do more work on employer-related aspects of employment research. Very interesting. Yes, well, we need to do something, that's for sure, because, uh, you know, here we are with this. As even Dick Thornburg said at the Tony Quello Lecture Series, it's really sobering that, you know, all this time goes past and we still have this high unemployment for Americans with significant disabilities. So I'm really glad that you're taking an approach to try to find out from the employer standpoint what are they saying are the issues they deal with. Right, and we believe that 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 will hopefully make the policy process more informed as we move forward as a country addressing employment of people with disabilities. Well, Steve, I'm glad you're helping us because we need all the help we can get. You've accomplished many great things in your life, uh, Steve. This certainly is one of them. But I wanted to ask you, at this time of your life, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Uh, I think, um, you know, every day is a new day. Every day is accomplishment in itself just to be able to get up and and go to work. Unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of my peers. But I think what really drives me at this current time in my life is implementing the President's New Freedom Initiative, whether it be through the Interagency Committee on Disability Research or through our NFI-related research priorities by NIDR. At the same time, I've, I feel one of my accomplishments is really to improve the dialogue across all federal agencies to better plan disability research across the board. I think that will have a very long-lasting positive uh, effect on our collective effort. Well, I'm sure that uh, you, you and your friends and your peers and your family are all very proud of this great success that you have achieved, but even more importantly, having you at the head, you can really have an impact on the lives of so many people with disabilities, and that really is amazing the number of people you can impact just by being in the position you are. Well, I, I hope that that serves as an example to other people with disabilities that if you set your mind to something and you work really hard and you, you really get to understand not only your peers with disabilities but also your able-bodied Peers, is that you can you can really strive for the best in what society has to offer, and I guess to the non-disabled in your listening audience, I would ask your help in this continued effort, you know, to change society's perceptions of people with disabilities, 
Because I think only by working together can we make America more inclusive and achieve the goals, for instance, like the President's New Freedom Initiative, which really, really embodies the American spirit of independence and opportunity. Yes, for everyone, including those of us with disabilities. Right. Yes. Well, Steve, for everyone listening throughout the world to you today, um, and, of course, this show will be replayed 12 hours for now for our other friends throughout the world, but what, what message would you like to leave with all of our listeners this holiday week? I would say work together to address the needs of all people with disabilities. Help us join the effort. And if you are interested in disability research, please contact NIDER, and we will get you involved in the process of whether you're a researcher, whether you're a person with a disability, whether you're a caregiver. Get a part of the process and make a difference. And that's how policies and programs and opportunities change. And um, we make every effort to include as many people as possible. And I know the Assistant Secretary, John Hager, is very excited about doing more outreach to our community at large. And I'm really appreciative, Joyce, of the opportunity to convey what we're doing here at the Department of Education to your oh, listeners. It is absolutely my pleasure and honor to have you as our guest today. And, Steve, what is the website for NIDER? The website is www.ed. .gov, and then let me see here. I'm getting it right now thanks to technology. Let's see. So it's www.ed.gov, and then it is slash about slash offices slash list slash OSERS, O-S-E-R-S slash NIDR, N-I-D-R-R slash index dot H-T-M-L. Wow. That is really quite a website to remember. But let, me, let me do your listeners an a easier way. Go to www.ncddr.org, as I mentioned before, and there will be a link to NIDER. Oh, good. Okay, that's what they'll do then. That is an easy way to get there. And... Also, Steve, before we end the show, I have to say, uh, in behalf of all people with disabilities, thank you 
for being such a great leader and such a generous, kind man and for all the work you're doing to help people with disabilities. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, Joyce, very much. And we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and here it is from the author of the ADA, Tony Coelho, who says, Without work, we are doomed to fail. With work, we may still fail, but we at least have the dignity of trying to succeed for ourselves. And isn't that what Steve Tengus is trying to do through NIDR? Steve, have a wonderful holiday, and all of my listeners, have a wonderful holiday for you and your family. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of Voice America for all people of ability. .com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.